the Red Room Theater, episode 151. Word! Clerks 3. When I was a young boy, my father took me into the city to see a marching band. He said, Welcome to the Red Room Theater, where we watch movies, we love movies, we're raised by movies. We're your host, Ernesto Alanis. And Antonio Moreno. And every month we look at, well, every month, I mean, every month, my ass. <laughs> I mean, every year we look at. Every quarter. What, twice a year we look at this shit. Every, every season. <laughs> After the winter solstice, we look at movies. We'll see you when the leaves fall. <laughs> and we talk about the movies raise us right, raise us wrong. This we look at Clerks 3 and how it taught us that life is precious and grown-ups no fun at all. Now, this is not a, a, it's not a movie from our childhood. The first one is. The fr- this movie, Clerks 3, it is 30 years later. Listen, the first one may have shaped some of our sick sense of humor. Well, not sick, but grown-up sense of humor. I, I mean, so yeah, we're going to get all that. This movie, Clerks 3, drops September 13th, 2022. 63% Rotten Tomatoes. Damn! Written directed by Kevin Smith. The man! A director who is not... He's not a Quentin Tarantino. He's not a Wes Anderson. He's not a Christopher Nolan. And these guys are all coming out right then. Definitely not a Marty Scorsese. That was Scorsese's be Scorsese's like way older than these guys. I'm talking that that crew from the '90s. Like even Darren Aronofsky. Nolan came out then. His movie Memento. Oh, that's, that's Nolan. That's Nolan. That's a great movie. Oh, dude, it's and you knew from that movie this is going to be. Two thousand one is way later than this, fool. So he's a little after these guys. A little, trying like eight years. Might be ninety nine. I'm so saying so. Smith comes out. He's not as big as you know the other like Tarantino. He didn't, never made what they those guys did, but he did create a little bit of a following. The View Askew universe did do something. Now, the plot of this film is very simple. Randall has a heart attack, which inspires him to make a movie about his convenience store life. That's the plot. Yeah. Yes. Now, before we get anything else. Why are we doing Clerks 3 today? Why are we doing this? Well, Tony told me, a couple people told me I had to watch this movie. Yeah, me well, and Marsh were before on. Before we do this, you. let me just say hello, everybody. What up, fool? <laughs> <laughs> um, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something that's awesome about my life right now. You look like a slave owner to me right now. What are you talking because about? Because you're officially a master. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> you're so stupid. My school is, to Tony, it's hard to describe to you how good it feels. I, I would never understand how good it feels because I barely made it out of high school. It feels so good. The, there's no homework due. There's no books to read. There's no sticking paper hanging over my head. Dude, I'd go I've to bed. I've been feeling like that for 22 years. <laughs> Listen, I'd go to bed and I'd be thinking, how far behind I'm where I went right. What's crazy is sometimes to this day, you'll still have that nightmare that you missed first hour or you missed class and what class yes! was supposed to be in. What, what, what did I, was the homework last night? But it's just a nightmare. You literally were living this. Dude, it was. We're in our 40s and you're living this nightmare. It's all gone. And I said, I'm going to finish and we'll come back. And so here we are. And f- more than one person told me, you have to watch Clerks. I'm like, what are you talking about? Because we know how much you love Clerks 1. And so I watched it. Now, before we get to Clerks 3, let's go back to 1994. This movie is a 90% Rotten Tomatoes. It's a black and white independent film. We did not see this in the theater. We saw this on VHS after the fact. At a friend's house. And you understand something. Back then, there's no like internet forum saying to watch movies. It's just me and Word Tony. Word of mouth. We watch so many movies. We ran out of the new releases. So we had to go deeper. We had to mm-hmm. go into the, like, the not the, the big summer blockbusters. We had to look at other small films. We watched all kinds of stuff. We were searching for, for anything that would just scratch the itch. That we could enjoy, that had a good voice, had a good story, good characters, and we stumble upon the movie Clerks by Kevin Smith. Now, this is not every cup, cup of tea, is it? No. I would, I would suffice <laughs> to say no females will like this movie. <laughs> Listen, Clerks 1 is 
one of the reasons it's so funny is because it reminds you of you if you had some dumb friends, like not smart, like clever friends, just dumb real friends. It just captures that. Really- I was that friend. <laughs> Dude, it captures working at Aldo's. Yeah. Just talking smack, letting the day go by. So it's it's a movie about a guy who runs a convenience store that's in a same building that's next door to a, a video rental store, and his best friend runs the video rental store. And his his best friend is the, like, has lackadaisical, to say the least. He's not responsible at all. And his buddy is at work. But it's his day off. Like, that's the whole point of the movie. I'm not supposed to be here today. But he's so responsible, they know they can call him and he'll come in. Yes. He's not even a manager or nothing. No. He's just a dude. So, the, literally, the movie is just this guy working at a little a party store in Michigan, as you call it. Yep. It's a little party store. And it's just a day in the life. And you see the customer, how goofy they are. And, like, if you've ever worked retail, if you've ever worked food industry, you know this life. You know... The, there's, there's customers that come every every week. It's just you deal with the public, and it's the movie is it's okay, it's obscene, it's vulgar, but there's this weird sweetness to it. it there's a relatability that's awesome, and so Kevin Smith makes his whole career off this vulgar sweetness. That's his whole stick. Almost like later on, it'll be what's that guy's name? Who does this masterfully? Um, does comedies that are really vulgar but hilarious, knocked up, um, super bad? Yeah, what's this guy's name? Dang it! He did. This is forty. Yeah, it's Adam Sandler's boy, isn't it? Kinda, yeah. I can't remember his name. Ugh. But Kevin Smith. I don't know what happens. We love Kevin Smith. Yes, we do. He comes out of the out of the gate with stinking clerks, black and white, cost him no money to do, and there are scenes in it that I quote to this day. The Star Wars scene, like, and they're also nerds, which is great because back in the day, in the nineties, nerds were not cool. Not like they are now. Now being a nerd is like cool, and everyone, like, everyone watched Marvel movies back then. No one knows this stuff, dude. Your crew did. <laughs> Dude, my crew were the we were the nerds. We were the clerks three guys. That's who we were. Um, but like uh, mall rats. Watching this movie makes me think about hanging out at Gerald Deal's house, <laughs> up in his room upstairs. I loved it. I oh, loved. Uh, then he had the garage. We could all, all hang and wrestle in, dude. All the couches. <laughs> That's where I watched Star Trek at. That's where we watched. Like this is this is where I was introduced to so much different like nerd culture. I loved it. But uh, <laughs> the Yankowski joke, dude. So he he. So we have mall rats. We have the inimitable dogma. A movie you can't find anywhere that. Even though it has, a, it has a tinge of blasphemy, I love the film. I, lo- I mean, Dogma might be my favorite Kevin Smith film. It's, it's a fantastic. I love Jersey Girl. No one liked Jersey Girl. Why does Jersey Girl get hated on so much? It, dude, George Carlin. It's so sweet. It might be his most accessible movie ever yes. made. Yes. The poor guy makes Cop Out. That's terrible with um, oh, Bruce, with Bruce Willis, Willis and Tracy Morgan. Morgan. Yeah. Um, and randomly, Sean William Scott. And then Kevin Smith makes maybe the funniest comedy of the 2000s. Jane Silent Bob Strike Back? How is it that funny? To this day, it's still funny. I don't know how. It's unbelievably funny. It's no, so. I mean, if you were the <laughs> Dude, it's so funny. <laughs> so these guys tell me. So now I moved on from Clerks 3. I, I moved on from Clerks from Kevin Smith. I'm like, you know, this is when I was younger. I'm old. I'm 43 years old now. I'm beyond Kevin Smith films. And everyone's telling me, you have to watch Clerks 3. Well, a part of it is because Clerks 2 was so bad. It's terrible. <laughs> and Kevin Smith went off the rails. He did um, Tusk. I loved it. Did you? It was one of the sickest, scary movies I've ever seen. Then he did... Uh, Youper Hosers, Yoga Hosers, Yoga. I will, I refuse to watch it. <laughs> Drew keeps telling me to watch it. There's no way it could be good. Well, Johnny Depp's daughter is in it, I think, and so is Kevin Smith's daughter. And Kevin Smith's daughter, and they fight these uh, sausages that are Nazi sausages. 
That's what the movie is? Yeah, they're like Nazi bratwurst that come to life in the convenience store. They got to fight them. What? I'm telling you, it's Nazi bratwurst. There's no... Listen, <laughs> I love Kevin Smith. There's no reason your daughter should have been in part three at all. But I get it. You want to throw her a bone, but boo Radley. She was actually good in Jane Silent Bob reboot, though. No way. You didn't watch that? No. The trailer was terrible. The movie's terrible, but there's a couple scenes that are like, what? Okay. So I turned Clerks 3 on. Everyone tells me I to watch it. And we got to do a podcast about it. So I turned it on. So here's my initial reactions. I wasn't ready for this. Told you. I was not ready for this. You know what this movie did that was smart? Kevin Smith is a little older than us, but he's kind of our age. Yeah, yeah. So when I watch it, I'm 14, 16 years old. So they're a little ahead of me. They're like 20, working in a dead-end job, doing their thing. You know? And I worked. I, I don't have to get through college. I worked at a restaurant. I worked dish-dogging at the senior college. Um, they go fast forward 30 years in time. The movie opens with a heart attack. And when he comes out of that heart attack, he tells his buddy, he goes, you saved my life. I wish I had a life worth saving. And dude, right there, this movie has this heaviness, this weight. And like everyone that's already watching it, there's it's almost like toys. And to see how much Dante cares about him. Doesn't leave his side. Stays in the hospital. Best friend. He's even when Justin Long. Why is Justin Long's little cameos amazing? Justin Long (laughs) is funny. Dude. You give him a little corner and he will chew it up. Listen, <laughs> he was so funny, dude. Um, you see a man <laughs> who has kind of just done his own thing for thirty years, and he wonders, "Is my life worth anything?" And a lot of guys, listen, if you watch Clerks when you were a kid, you're in midlife crisis zone. Yeah, right now you're in yes. midlife crisis zone. Yes, it's almost like so in Toy Story three. When Andy, when because if we watched Toy Story when you were a kid, you grow up with these Toy Story characters, and they give given away from the Andy to the little girl. It's like you, it's like growing up, getting rid of your childhood things. That's a sweet thing. This is the dark side of that idea that I've grown up now. Is my life anything like I thought it would be? And he is sitting there, and he's like, I don't like what I see. The couple things first. Let me say this: the heart attack kind of scared me, bro. Yeah. Like she tells him, you guys eat, you eat badly. You take care of yourselves at all. You, she, she's like, if he had, is there anything I can do? Yeah. Shove a vegetable down his throat. <laughs> and listen. Then she starts ripping him. She's like, I know you're doing the same things he's doing. And, they, and like, I'm like, <sighs> I had a good friend of mine literally this week called me. He goes, Ernesto, come with me to the gym. I'm like, dude, I've got time in my life. He goes, and he's quiet. He goes, listen, bro. He's a good friend of mine. He just goes, what you're doing to your body and your heart is going to catch up with you someday. He's like, it's going to kill you. This is a friend. And then I watched this movie after that. Dang. And dude, it had me thinking like... This guy looks like he's in good shape, has a heart attack at 45 years old. Yeah, at least he plays hockey. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying, dude, I'm saying. Dude, this movie bothered like, me. Man, that pin on the tail on the donkey kicked my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, dude, put on your shoes, you come back up. <sighs> Why do you think I got Velcro work boots, dude? <laughs> that, this, that sequence bothered me a lot. Listen, not everybody can be built like Adam Vogel, okay? Listen. I, so, because of this movie, no lie, because of this movie, I, pens- I, I put into, my calendar is like my life. If it's on my calendar, I do it. I made room for the gym three times a week. I okay. have to. I, I don't want to be Randall falling down in the middle of the day, having a heart attack at 45, 50 years old, dude. Well, we got a couple years. He's 49. He's 40, is he, in the movie, he's 49? They're almost 50. They're just under 50. That's still, that's way too early. For, he has a Widowmaker heart attack, bro. I know. I had a Widowmaker hamburger. <laughs> Dude. 
Listen, if I have a heart attack, mom gets 150000 <laughs> No, you're right. I don't want to get too little. If something happens to me, I leave my wife because I, li- I like food too much. Like, forget me, dude. Like, I, the movie bothered me, bro. Like, it, I see, dude. I thought we were going to be laughing, dude. Now I'm all we, like, damn. Okay. So it gets real. And then in that moment, so because they're still, they're just at the, and listen, they've done something. They bought the. They, what did the, the doctor tell him, too? Listen, right now he's super relieved and he's happy to be alive. But next comes depression. So be there for him because he's going to be depressed. And, and then he starts thinking like he hadn't done anything yet with his life. But he's got time to judge everybody else's. The thing is, and he's being harsh on himself, but he did buy the convenience store. He's not like he's just working, doing nothing. He's invested. Yeah, yep. He's trying. But uh, he decides, I want to get a movie with my life. I want to get a movie of what I know. I want to get a movie of the convenience store. And in a crazy twist of, like, the basically, the movie saying that Clerks 1 is Randall's movie. Yeah. Like, he basically makes Clerks 1 in this, it's like it makes a perfect circle. Like, Clerks 1 is the movie he makes after, it, it's really kind of cool. He's even got the stinking, the uh, salsa shark, everything. It's, it's, some of the scenes are weird, like, because it's surreal. How funny was the, the kid being allergic to cats part? Oh, my Because you were just talking about that Friday. Dude. <laughs> um, so, the movie is, is funny. There's funny stuff in it. Um, there's a lot of throwback jokes. All ca- Listen, I will never not smile when I see Buddy Jesus. Never. The kites. Listen, dude. Buddy Jesus is fantastic. Buddy Jesus, that joke never gets old. In Dogma, the Catholic Church is like, and it's George Carlin yep. playing it. Carlin, he's like, you know, the crucifix, it's just, it's just a downer. So the church is releasing this new image of Jesus, and they pull the blanket, and it's Buddy, dude. It's, it's so mean, but it's straight up church it's world, dude. so funny. Cause we do that stuff, dude. Yeah, we do. Jesus has a thumbs up with the feast pointing, dude, with the little winky. Well, you remember the huge T-shirt that hit in the early two thousands that all the celebrities were wearing? No. Jesus is my homeboy. Ashton Kutcher was wearing it. Everybody's wearing it. No, they were. Yes. That's probably where he got the Buddy Jesus idea from. But the scene Buddy Jesus makes me happy, dude. And let me say something. The, one of the characters from Clerks Two was this Christian nerdy kid. They always make fun of him. And this dude, it's kind of crazy. He prays against Randall. While he's having a heart attack. And he prays like, Lord, smite this blasphemer. And then he has a heart attack right there. Like when he starts the prayer, Randall starts showing like, what's up, uh, Yeah, Dude, and you think he's messing with him. And so he feels terrible. I prayed and God smote this fool. And then he gets mad that God won't heal him. So he like... Because pled- Satanist. He pledges his heart to Satan, dude. And after he pledges his heart to Satan, Randall comes through the heart attack. So he's like, well, I'm a Satanist now. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I want to say this. His clothes were cooler as a Satanist than as a Christian. Dude, every outfit was different every day. Dude, every, different he, outfit. It became more and more out of control. And his, his little, his little hanger on was changing outfits too, dude. dude. <laughs> He was a great Satanist, dude. Like he, <laughs> that might have been because he, like, because he was so nerdy and lame. But then when he was Satanist, he like felt more free. It was really. But he still uses the thieves analogy at the funeral. That was, was awesome, awesome, dude. Awesome, the thief story. Like, way to go, dude. He loves the thief story. So, and I love how Randall's mocking the thieves the whole time, dude. Smite this blasphemer and he has a heart attack. Dude. And he's in the waiting room hysterically crying and Dante's like, calm down, dude. There's people staring at us. <laughs> now, I was afraid of this movie because Dante and Randall are two guys Kevin Smith got 30 years ago from his hometown, New Jersey, to be in this movie. And so they're not professional actors. You see this in Clerks 2. Next to Rosario Dawson, these guys are Next to Rosario Dawson, nobody matters. Listen, you see, the, this is, she's a professional, and these two are not. Mm-hmm. I'm like, how are they going to do in this? See, the thing is, too, in, in Clerks 2, the dialogue's good. They're not executing like she does. Because him and da- her and Dante get into serious conversation in part two. He just can't hang with her. It's crazy. So in this one, I thought, can Dante and Randall do it? Listen. I'll, at first, I'm like, it's just them. It's just like bad, like halfway good acting. At some point in the middle, I don't know if Kevin Smith just pulled me into the story. 
I think Dante turns a corner and he is acting is great. He's work. Listen, a thing in this movie that was brutal is that Dante from Clerks 2 dating Rosita Dawson and she dies. And she had a baby inside he of her. He went from expecting a baby and having a woman that is getting ready to marry to losing them both because she got hit by a drunk driver. So he's a shell of a man as it is. He is a shell of a man. And you realize at some point in the story, he's barely hanging on. And Randall could give a crap less because he's so consumed with himself. His own near-death experience. He doesn't realize my friend. He, he's, a good, he's a friend, but he never actually realized my buddy. He's like, he, 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 dude, there's a scene that he tells him. He's like, you almost died, but you survived. Some of us really died. That hurt. Well, he even said, you know how many, you know how long it took me not to want to die every day that I woke up, not to want to just be gone. And Randall's like, you could tell it's kind of like, he's like, I never realized any of this. That's brutal. Like, this movie hits. I, you want to say a few times, you want to say, like, just overcome your feelings and help your, you know, be there for your boy. But I'm like, no way. This is unreal difficult. Yeah. Like, it's, it's like when he, he can't go to Moby's. He can't go to the, the store and work at the stinking food store. Yeah, he can't do the doggy show scene because he can't go into movies because that's where he met Rosario Dawson. He can't be anywhere near it. That's where they fell it. in love. And even the hospital, he's just tripping out because he's thinking about he, being he there see, with her. Well, he sees... Her come in and he's running behind them. She's got the thing on her face and she's pregnant. And you're like, "What am I? Like, what happened?" That's how it starts, dude. When she tells him to like, like stop, hang, stop, stop hanging on, move on. He just like can't. Like, dude, it hurt the movie. The way they have her come to him. Are we doing spoilers? <laughs> okay, we're gonna spoil this film. Just you know, this, we're ruining this film. If you've not seen Clerks, if you're not a Clerks person, if you didn't grow up with this, you're not going to like this movie. I think this movie has this. You have to have seen this as a teen. Yes. And grown up with it, still going back to it, still appreciating the humor. If you watch Clerks 3 now, you're going to think one is the stupidest thing you've ever seen. Legitimately. because If it, you're a grown up and you watch Clerks, you're going to be like, what the hell? Clerks 1 is a product of its time. Like, more so Reservoir Dogs. <laughs> more so than any of the movies we like. And, like, Tertius Reservoir Dogs is still a timeless film. If you watch Reservoir Dogs today, you're going to be like, I can't believe I've never seen that. Right. You see, you watch Clerks, Clerks today, you're going to be like, what this stupid ass. It's just dated, but it captures a moment in time yes. very well. Uh, 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 it's, it's a neighborhood we all lived in. Yes, it really is. Like, I know these people, mm-hmm. I know being irresponsible, I know the jokes. It's just I know this. I know the one-line jokes we laugh because we remember from the first one. Um, Ernesto's favorite joke. <laughs> but Clerks Three builds upon that Clerks One, and it takes all that built-in like you're not a kid anymore. What have you been through in the last yep. thirty years? And the thing is, is this life you're living worth saving? Have you done anything with your life in the last thirty years? That's what like that's the realization they're coming to and. When they stop and think about that, they're getting upset. And Randall never swung, really. Dante swung, yes. and it was taken. Yep. For him, he's like, I can't swing again. Like, there's nothing left in me to go for. Mm-hmm. And like the thing is, I, I don't agree with that, but I understand it. Remember in the other F word, when the guy, his son dies, and he's running home to kill himself. Remember that? He's running home. Status, and that's real. This is real. It's a documentary. This guy's running home. He's like, I'm going to kill myself his and go son, to my son. His son dies in a car accident. Near the house. And as soon as he gets word, he's running. Then This is a, a, a famous punk rock musician. He's running. He's, he's speeding to the house to get his gun, to blow his brains out. He's, he's almost happy. Because in his mind, my son might need a jacket. He might be cold. My son needs me. I need to be there. He wants to go to the other other side to be with his son. But then and there's a moment of realization where he can't grab that gun because he's got other kids. And he realizes, I have to be here for them. So then he's now back to being completely depressed. And he said, I, I just stopped. I started crying because I knew I couldn't go to my son. That. I, I, that scene, it like hurts. That's, oh my God, I got goosebumps. Dude, but that scene taught me, I'm like, that's right, you can't just stop living. But for Dante, 
There was no one left to leave. It's all gone. Everything's gone that he, the mm-hmm. things he had, that, but all he has left is Randall, whom he does love. Dante is a good friend. Too good of a friend. Listen, if you've got one good friend in this life, you are blessed. Yes. If you've got someone, and listen, because there is no friend in the world you've not given crap to. There's no friend you've not been like annoyed with them. You seeking, didn't answer their phone call. You seeking, like, just stupid. But a true friend. You fight through that crap. You tell me just, just like your, your boys, that gift they gave you last night, helping you have your hotel rooms taken care of. That's really cool, dude. That was so sweet. Merlin, I love you, dog. <laughs> dude, like, usually his, so his band plays a small venue. I play, okay, so I moved to Ferndale. Since the last podcast, I am not a Flint resident anymore. That's crazy, dude. There's a lot's happened since we recorded. Oh, my gosh, dude. Dude. I, I I transitioned. No, I was playing. <laughs> no, I live in Ferndale now. Hey, <laughs> so I'm I now live an hour away because I work an hour away. So you're driving twelve hours. So away. I just gave myself about two to two and a half hours a day back, which is huge. So I'm way more rested, way less stressed. Happier and the, the, the drive between here and Detroit right now is a seventy five is destroyed, horrible, destroyed. So every Sunday I still come uh, to Flint because I got church in the morning. Static Factory plays. We practice Sundays, and now we have the podcast again. So I do it all my Flint stuff Sundays. So Saturday or Friday night, Static Factory had our first show in almost a year. Um, we wrote a new record. We're super excited about it. And we booked the CRB, just so happened to be the night of a stinking tornado. And when you play the CRB, you play the CRB because it's your friends. I mean, the place is like family. Uh, uh, amazing sound man. Shout out to Keith Jennings. Uh, drums are already there, so it's not much to set up and play. And the sound is going to be fantastic. So you don't get paid much. And some guy's that good? He's one of the best in the... I mean... He's worked with some of the biggest, like, classic rock stars ever. That's awesome. Um, so, you know, they give you what they can. It's not a lot. It's under two hundred bucks. It's a small bar. It's a small little bar. So, um, I got a hotel room because I knew we were going to be playing super late. I didn't want to uh, drive an hour at two in the morning, you know, because I'm drinking anyway. And we're at a bar playing, you know, show. And usually the money from the the ba- the, the night goes to the band. Fund. Yeah, it'll go to the band for for the record, you know, for you know whatever we're gonna do. So, um, you know, we're having last call, and then Merlin just hands me some cash. Hey, hope you know this to take care of the hotel. And I'm just like, <laughs> that's a good friend. It's very sweet. It's a having a good friend that watches out for you that cares for you. That's a big deal. And Dante is that for Randall, and Randall kind of. Doesn't appreciate it at all. Takes it for, takes it for granted. Like he takes advantage of Dante. Like the whole movie, making the movie. Like I'm making a movie of my life. I don't care about you. Yeah, I remember how he was saying that Randall was he was uh, Luke Skywalker's gunner. <laughs> like you're the one that gets killed. <laughs> it's he's treating them like junk, like junk. And, uh, and you get all the Star Wars jokes. Oh, dude. <laughs> He's like, I'm not even Lobot? I'm like, darn, dude. You're not Lobot. <laughs> and I'm like, well, what the hell is Lobot? <laughs> Sneaking. There comes a point, though, when Dante gives, gives Randall a business. Dante tells him, you're a bad friend. You're a... Bro-. Dude, there's a couple scenes. Like, there's a scene where the girlfriend, ex-girlfriend comes over. Because they're making a scene about her in the movie. And she's not having it. Because, like, this is my life. She this- showed up to yell at them because... Yes. She's a grown-up now. You can't tell my, my dirty laundry from when I was a kid. You can't tell my 20-year-old stupid stories. And uh, she shows up. She's yelling at him, dude. And she says to them, she goes, she's like, she's like, I have a family unlike you, you know, degenerate a-holes. And, dude, she remembers that Dante lost his wife and unborn child. And her reaction to her outburst, like she realizes I said something horrible. And she feels bad. She just leaves, crying at the door. That's one of the most realistic that reactions, she, dude. I think I've only seen her in Clerks One. She, that was amazing. That's real acting. Like, yes, I'm like I could see someone making a mistake, feeling that bad, and walking out the door. Just, just I, I, I messed up. I'm so sorry. Um, 
Dante is a broken man, but he's happy to see his friend yes. have a renewed lease on life. Yes. And because his friend has this renewed lease, Dante's only kind of purpose is to be Randall's buddy mm-hmm. and to make sure he's going to be okay after this heart attack. But Randall's so inconsiderate. Randall's so much a taker that he finally has enough of it and gives him the business. And Randall goes and reads the movie and comes to him in the hospital. Because Dante... In the midst of him blowing up, Dante has a heart attack. Because the doctor said, you eat the same things, yep. have the same sedentary lifestyle. This is Something's going to set you off. And he, in the middle of his high rate, has a heart attack. He's in the hospital. He's doing bad. And Randall still doesn't get it because he, sur- he survived his heart attack. He's like, oh, the heart attack's no big deal. And when they told him there was an 80% chance of death on that heart attack... And his Satanist buddy goes Christian on him, dude. Yeah. And gives him the business. Oh, yeah. He's like, you are a horrible friend, dude. You're going to go edit your money? He's like, yeah, what good am I going to do here? Uh, uh, Dante, he's, he'll be fine. He's like, where are you going? Like, he's he's only known Dante since Clerks too, And he's like, I'm not going nowhere. I'm staying right here. And tells Randall, you're you're sorry, dude. So he does leave. And he reads the movie, and he makes Dante the main character. And it's, dude, I'm, I'm going to get emotional, dude. Oh. When he comes That's brutal. When he comes to the hospital, and he tells him, like, you're my best friend. Like, I love you. Yeah. And Randall's not a feeling guy. But he realizes, like, how am I going to do? Like, you are my person. Yep. Like, you're my person. You're, you're the person I love hanging with. You're my guy. Yeah. Like, dude, anytime anything happens in his life, it's to tell DK what he's told Dante. Right. Because he doesn't have anybody else to tell. Like, in church, we had a guy who briefly passed away, and his boy, his best friend was like, that was his boy, and it shook him to his core. He has dreams about him all the time still, because his best friend's gone. Did you gone. see him last Sunday at church? That, I was playing drums. That killed me. His girl's holding his arm. He's got tissue. That, that's Dante and Randall. That's Dante and Randall. Yeah. And Randall tells him, like, listen, you're not. You're not Lobot. You're not Gur or Gar. <laughs> Ernesto's crying over here, Dude, guys. I'm, I'm, I'm telling He's you, I, I'm wiping my <laughs> eyes. He's like, you've always been Luke to me. Like you are. You're the you're the best part of my story like and then randall can't talk but he reaches over and grabs his hand oh dude it's <laughs> and they watch the movie together dude. <laughs> and i didn't get what was happening when it's him watching the movie in the movie theater i'm like oh it came out but no one came to see it and i wasn't i wasn't catching it i wasn't catching Until it he sees his wife and i'm like why is she here it's like you want to go he's like yeah, i know how this ends and i'm like wait a second you realize like she's coming to get him he's dead he's dying he, he's dying and she's coming to usher him to the other side. And, he's, and she's like, you don't want to finish the movie? And he says, it's okay. I trust my best friend. He's a director. He, he wrote it. I know how it ends. And they walk together to the other side. And Randall's like, wait, what the hell's going on? Like, don't, you can't leave me. Dude, I was a two. <laughs> in that moment, I'm like, I don't want Dante to die. Did that kill you? <laughs> I'm like, Randall needs you. He needs yes! you. But he has to grow up now. He does. Dude, don't make me get emotional. Dude. <laughs> Is it a beautiful movie? It's a beautiful ending. I didn't think Kevin Smith had this in him. That kind of ending, I think he had it in him. Because he's like, I'm going to end the story. I'm going to like land this plane and say these characters, I'm letting them go. I'm going to leave them in a better place. And now Randall's best friend is the Christian turned Satanist. Yep. He's like, that's his new buddy. <laughs> um, Steakin... Dante called his ex-fiance, who hates his guts, to get the move to get the money to back the movie for Randall. That's how good a friend Dante is. Randall had no idea that he had crawled back to his ex that's got all the money in Florida. Oh. Dude, when Stinkin' Jay and Silent Bob are in the backseat filming and they're having the conversation, and the uh he's telling the story from part one. When he's talking about it, or maybe it's part two. But they have the conversation in the car about the uncle. <laughs> yes, yes. And then Jay's like, dude, is that true? And he's like, are you? We're shooting a scene here. <laughs> Listen, I want to say something. Okay, I'm going to bring it back. 
Jay and Silent Bob, even though they're kind of they're, they're and you know what they were right about? <laughs> they said, you know, about Star Wars, they said Jay and Silent Bob are like C three PR to D two. They're just stupid side characters, but they bring them back for everything because everyone loves them. I'm like, that's exactly yes. who those two are. They are R2-D2 and C-3PO. And listen, apparently, I love those guys. Everybody. James and Bob are a great garnish. Oh, dude. They're a great garnish. Like, they will turn a bland taco into mom's. Dude, I'm beef. In Dogma, they bring so much Gear. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, that joke doesn't get old, dude. He just told me the joke when he couldn't go into fifth gear. <laughs> dude, I mean, I, I listen. I, How awesome was it when Kevin's when Sound Bob talks and explains why he did Clerks One the way he did? Listen, it's a, it's amazing. You he's not an idiot. He's a smart filmmaker. <laughs> yes, dude. He's a brilliant. When he film- broke that down, I'm like. Holy shit! Like that's why it made perfect yes. sense. He's like, the, he's like, I have no money. The colors in here are too hard to balance, mm-hmm. but that would make great for black and white, yep. and also makes you feel like you're watching the sneak. It'll in. give you the illusion that you're watching on security cameras, and I just feel like no one's like that documentary. And I'm like, that's all true. That, <laughs> that's exactly. Clerks One, dude. That was awesome. Dude. And you know what? There's a line in Clerks One about. Girlfriends and I forgot that Silent Bob's only line. The lasagna. The lasagna line. Amazing. Never forgot it my whole Amazing life. Amazing how he ends that. That's what he says in part one. Yes, he first said, time he talks. You see, like Jay, Jay couldn't say it in this because he kept that messing the line he up. He couldn't read it. He's like, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so Bob, like, I'll just do it and does the line. He's like, there's a lot of fish in the sea. There's a lot of fish in the sea. But not every girl will bring you lasagna on a day off. Some just cheat on you. And, 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 <laughs> dude. This movie, if you love Clerks 1, this movie is. I to- Marsh told you you weren't going to be able to handle this. Listen, as a middle-aged man, you know, going into my Damn, early how 40s. How are we in our 40s, bro? They're a little ahead of us. We started this podcast in our mid-30s. I think I was 33. That's crazy. Yeah. Because that was not long after I moved to Flint. This is, we've been, that's why I was like, we can't do, you can't go to school, fool. So, a couple things. First of all, Ernesto's a wreck right now. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, a couple fun, funny things with the movie. There's a, there's a, a, there's a, literally in the middle of the movie, there's a um, tryouts for the film. Oh, man. And That's Kevin so Smith, good. he calls in every favor he's got. Yes, he does. I mean, there are real people. Yes. Real actors. Bro, he got Sarah Michelle Gellar and Freddie Prince Jr. But Freddie Prince played himself. He's like, he was hilarious. He goes, oh, I'm Freddie Prince Jr. <laughs> dude. <laughs> he got some real actors. Ben Affleck comes in there, dude. Jerseyed out. It's really. Danny Trejo. How funny was Danny Trejo, dude. Trejo is never not awesome. Mm. Did you freak when you saw him, dude? dude? What's that movie you watched with him and Danny Glover that you loved? Badass. You watched part one, two, and three, Listen, didn't you? Badass, and then there's Badasses. <laughs> badass two, Badasses. Then there's Badasses in the Bayou. <laughs> They're all awesome, dude. Dude, you watch all three of those <laughs> They're fantastic, dude. Was that Netflix? Was that Listen, on? what did you say the best trilogy was you've ever seen? I said, I, I, okay, listen. I said Guardians 3 was so strong, yes. it might be in contention for best trilogy of all time. And you, that's because you haven't seen the badass trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like watching Uncle Johnny beat ass for three movies. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, that middle part's really funny. Um, it's, just, it's just a lot of funny things in it, but there's a lot of heart in this film. The best is when Jay can't do any of the dancing or anything if somebody's watching him, so he makes everybody go inside, dude. <laughs> Great movies. One of the funny things, the funny gag in this film is that he has a weed shop in the VHS store that he never, ever converts over, and he never realized that was the VHS store, which is why he returned the tape. He's stinking, school. dude. He's stinking. Still deals out in front, even though he owns a building. Yep, and so, it's legal. It's legal now. <laughs> it's called THC. That's so funny, dude. <laughs> um, so raised us right. This movie. It didn't raise us right, but just something like it gave me. Life is precious, dude. Like 
that line. I mean, I was I was like it was like eleven, twelve o'clock at night. I'm watching this movie, and he says the line, "You saved my life. I wish it was a life worth saving." And just the preciousness of life, just that, just in, like, and Randall has to. I mean, he knows his friend loved him, and he held his hand. They were together at the end, but it's probably some regret. I treated my friend so badly. I, I didn't take, you know, I, I sneak and talk trash in him all the time. I didn't, I wasn't there for him when he went through all his things. How about Randall coming through with the acting, though, at the end, bro? Listen, Dante, he's destroyed. Dante comes through, too. Dante, when he comes drunk, and the anger comes, he is uh, he is great. And then, and then stinking Randall chews him out in the walk-in. Because he doesn't even care why he was upset. He's telling me selfish. That scene's in in uh, Dante's face during that scene is hard. Like you're like, oh my, this that poor is bastard. like you piece of crap. Yep. And they're stinking. They're they're shooting a scene, and he flips it to reality, to a point where Silent Bob looks at Jay and does the cut sign and points the camera to the floor. He's like, "This is really happening." Yes, that was great. That was amazing. Uh, this to get uh, the 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 new high school newspaper people like that's acting that's woo, acting <laughs> give it up give it up ah! even the heart attack they're like woo dude the salsa shark dude down up down up I I'm a method actor <laughs> he brought the lug in dude Listen, I remembered all those characters from the first yes. movie yes um but yeah so that that idea life is precious dude it, this movie hit me with that that life is precious. And I'm like, I, I don't want to leave my kids early. You know, it's crazy, though. You know Kevin Smith had a heart attack. Of course he did. And he had to lose a ton of weight and stop eating like crap. That actually had... It had to have. The way this movie is, that... Look at his face. Oh, I, you I didn't know, notice how I could tell how skinny, how skinny he, he was. I didn't know why, though. Yeah, he almost died. So this story this is, is his, his story. This is his story. Yes. He... And you know what's crazy being a fat guy is you're the happiest guy in the world. No eat shit. what you want. Just smile and laugh and love and life. Except for, you know, your, your pants always fall down so your booty cracks hanging out. Booty crack. Can't even beat somebody's ass in the street <laughs> without having somebody laugh at you, dude. dude. What are Tony's buddies? No, we're not telling this story. Okay, dude. When you're, <laughs> when you're a big guy, your pants fell off. Your belly pushes your pants down. Listen, your best friend when you get big are tall tees. <laughs> <laughs> it hides the overhang of the gut, yep. and it had the bo- it hides the booty crack. It gives an illusion of not gone. <laughs> <laughs> Work in process. Um, Work in progress. But uh, I don't know what I was talking about. Okay, so um, Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith was a big. He was a big dude. Unhealthy. And I heard him do an interview about how he was the funny fat guy. He became that because mm-hmm. everyone liked that character. Even in the scripts he writes, he's getting hit with fat jokes. That's brutal, dude. This movie shook me, and I'm I'm literally making some real changes. I have I'm uh, making some goals in my life that if I hit certain weights every month, if I lose you know, a certain amount of weight every month, I give myself a little like allowance to go buy something fun, like fifty bucks, you know, for like Amazon. A Big Mac and egg fries. <laughs> <laughs> like a board game or something, you know, because I'm a nerd. B-O-R-E-D game. Listen, <laughs> I told you about me and my boy Chris Castro. Dude, are you doing a real thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're checking in with each other every Friday. No, maybe every Monday. Okay. We already sent each other our weights. He's a big dude, badass drummer, amazing singer, and we're just, we're not to be conceited, but we, we're very handsome men. Listen, I and thank we God I'm not ugly, dude. We shouldn't be fat, disgusting pieces of crap. We should be like... Handsome and look good, and so I don't want to be skinny. I don't want to be I trim. Did, I just want to not be stinking morbidly obese. I don't want to be Brad Pitt, but I want to be the guy he fights at the end of Snatch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's just right. a big dude. Just a big old guy, dude. That, that, that when I wear a superhero T-shirt, it's not hilarious. <laughs> 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 Oh shoot, dude! So this movie made me think about life a lot. And Kevin Smith, you could tell he went through something because this movie comes from a place he almost died. Well, did you see? Did you notice who's all on the roof playing hockey? It's all the guys from Comic Book Men. Is it really? It's all his best friends from Jersey. They're all up there with him because he almost lost everybody. He almost—I mean, he—he was almost gone. You know what's crazy? A lot of a lot of guys when they have a heart attack. 
Some of them say, I, I don't care. I, I like smoking. I like drinking. I like eating like crap. I ain't teaching for nobody. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to. It's like sticking a uh, drunk Danny Glover on Lethal Weapon 3. I don't care. I don't care. He played a good drunk. Oh, he was a great. Dude, do you think he was really drunk in that scene? I, I, I got drunk watching it. <laughs> um, so that is a. And also, I watched this movie. I, I was smiling because I'm like, man. There are some things in life that are never not funny. Mm-hmm. Like just, I'm, I, I'm 43 years old, and if my old son, mother ever, if my son rips a big fart, dude, I still die laughing, dude. Dude, that's why I said Bob's Bob and K. Sims might have gave Little Nessa his best present of the party. The whoopee cushion. Oh, cushion, dude. Dude, it will always be funny. It's never not funny. I, I watching Clerks three. It's like, did you see when they were doing press for Don't Look Up, and Jonah Hill had a fart machine? And and Leonardo's no. shaking his head. He goes, I knew this was gonna happen. I heard about this machine Jonas got, and everybody's like, What? Meryl Streep, everybody's there, dude. <laughs> Listen, that's never not funny. It's hilarious. Like I'm f- there are jokes. You ever see the, like, okay, kids nowadays have more balls than I did in high school. Because there's little videos of people like, you know how like you'll cover up a fart with a cough? Oh my god. Like, <laughs> everybody's laughing, dude. Dude, our boy Jeremy H. He said he used to fart at school. That was hilarious. I'm like, that's because you're a good-looking stud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would never be that guy. No, just no, no way, dude. I, listen, I, I, I farted once in chapel at college. I was sitting on the floor in the back row on the concrete, so it was like it bounced, amplified it, and the whole row looked down. Sound. Uh, the whole row like all looked down at me, and I was like, hey. <laughs> was it Cohen? It was the chapel. It was, <laughs> there's there's 3,000 people in the chapel, dude. Oh! <laughs> dude, only two rows heard me, but still, it's two rows. Hey, oh. yeah, I just thought I was sleeping. I was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> dude. dude, one time, senior year, I was in gym class. There's a bunch of sophomore in there with me. I'm like, man, remember in middle school? If you farted, it was over. I was like, now nobody cares. And I leaned over gym floor. <laughs> ripped, but it was so loud, and the whole gym's like, ah, my. <laughs> You're so stupid. Oh, it is still funny to this day. Man. To this day, so I'm like, it's just this movie. It's like going back in time to a simpler time, a stupid time, but stupid movies still make me laugh, dude. James Love Bob Strike Back. If I watch it right now, I would cry laughing. It's so funny, dude. Is Justin Long in James Love Bob Strike Back? I don't remember. Everything Justin Long's in that's a cameo is the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> don't get me started on Zach and Mary make a porno. Listen. Justin Long's part is the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I don't know how his voice got that low. Listen. It's his profession, dude. So, are we doing this? Oh, we still got to do Raises Wrong. No, we got, we got what, are we, what are you doing now? I thought we were doing a greatness. So we're doing Kevin Smith greatness. Oh my gosh. That was the whole point of doing this. Do it. All right. We could pick six, but we're going to do three. So we have a thing called the greatness test. We used to do actors, we're doing directors. Is Kevin Smith a great director? He made three films that are so good, we will show them to our peoples as time goes on in, the, in life. This is tough, dude. I don't know if he's going to make it. You're nuts. Because my number one will live on forever. Forever. Well, you know what? Malls aren't what they used to be. They're not. They're not, dude. I'm going to say for me, a movie that I will show people that never get that. To me, there are scenes in that movie that help me as a believer to this day is Dogma. Dogma has great acting, has great characters, has a great ending. Across the board, I love the movie Dogma. It is a great film. That's one. All right. So the one I'm going to do, I was going to do Mall Rats, but when you think about 20 years from now, what, what is a mall? Nothing. They're dying, dude. They're gone. So I'm doing Jane and Bob Strike Back. Because that will always be funny. Uh, critters of Hollywood. <laughs> I mean, Dude. 
Will Stinkin' Farrell is incredible. Ghoul Hunting 2? Like, there are gags in that movie that are... Hunting season? Dude, Scream 6 in that movie is hilarious. Uh, Do you want a little... um, Do you know who directed Scream 3? Who? Kevin Smith. No, he didn't. It's right here. No! Scream 3, 2000. That's hilarious. That was that's, not the, a- that's the bad one with the best soundtrack known to man. Yes. Finger 11, dude. Everybody, dude. Okay, Dogma, James Hot by Straight Back. Dude, that might be it. Uh, you ever seen Jersey Girl? There it is. That's three. Yeah, but you know what my three was? Jersey Girl. You know why people give it crap? It's because of, uh, what was that thing they called it? Benifer? It was Ben oh, Affleck was and Jennifer, J-Lo? J-Lo, Jennifer Lopez. Oh, yeah, because they were both at the beginning. They did Geely, and that movie was terrible. But even though everybody hates Will Smith now, the Will Smith gag. In Jersey he, Girl? When he, when he rips the Fresh Prince. <gasps> that gag is uh, unreal. <laughs> it ruined his career, dude. Listen, the opening scene when he's with J-Lo and loves her, that sequence. Listen, me and Angie watched this early in our marriage. And when his wife dies and he has raised a baby by himself, that was my nightmare. Like, Angie, something happens to you. I can't do this without you. I can't raise a kid without you. That Jersey girl and the supporting cast, George Carlin as his, as his, as his dude, bu- even Carlin's buddies. Carlin's buddies are awesome. It's the guy from um, Dumb and Dumber. It's the gas man. Yeah, the gas man. He's so good, oh, they know dude. I guess. <laughs> dude, when they're like, um, we, 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 we don't, we're bothering grandpa anyway. And Grandpa's like, what does he say? Carlin's like, he's like, we're gonna move back to the city. He wants to have his own house anyway. And and he, dude, Carlin does not back his play. Carlin's like, she goes up to me and he's like, you're not bothering me at all. And he just gives her a hug, dude. It's just like he's so mad at them because all he wants is his old life back. And when he yells, dude, Jersey Girl, it's amazing. There's three: Dogma, Jay and Silent, Jersey Girl. Those are three great films. You're not lying. Kevin Smith is a great director. And you've never seen Fanboys. Is that him? Yes. Is it good? What? Come on. Do you know the premise of the movie? I know the premise of the film. He directed that for real? Yes. All those guys are in it. Jay and Bob are in the movie. <laughs> He's amazing. Gear. <laughs> Dude, the stinking guy... Um. Kinky Kelly and the Sexy Stud from Part 2, the donkey show from Kirk's 2. Okay, yeah. That guy who had the donkey is in this movie with Jay and Silent Bob. It is so funny, and he plays the same role. Yeah, but you know what? Just because some of the movies that are great to me won't be great in the future, those three are. Those three are incredible. Because if you ask me, I'm saying Chasing Amy is amazing. Mall rats, clerks. I mean, all that stuff to me is incredible, but it's but, not yeah, going to be incredible to they're, Nesto and Lena. They're dated. They're, they're, yes, they're, yes. They're, they have that certain moment in time. I think that Dogma in 20 years is still going to be dead on target on organized religion. I think it's hilarious. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you right now. Okay, Zach and Mary is funny. <laughs> it's really funny. But if you want my runner up, because I'm a horror fanatic, Tusk is incredible. Listen, the trailer. Bothered me a lot. Well, wait till you see the movie. It will me- it will haunt you. It's an effectively hard. Ha- what? Dude, Kevin's There is no happy ending in this movie. Tusk is brutal. And Tusk came about because they were riffing on what, what, what kind of horrible movie would you make at the end of a podcast they did. Riffing on it. Just like came up with the whole thing. Joking. And they turned to a script. Oh my gosh. And they got Johnny Depp in it. Depp's in the Depp's movie. Depp's in the movie. He's hilarious. He's he's like very small part as like a poacher, like a hunter. <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> it's crazy. Now, so Kevin Smith, you're great. Great. Unlike, unlike Dennis Quaid, you are great, dude. Listen, should we go ahead? You found it. I don't know how our podcast became a. Let's do the Dennis Quaid hate corner. Oh. I didn't know we were going to do that. <laughs> so we, Dennis 
Quayze, only actor we've ever done that didn't pass the greatness test. And I feel bad about Oliver this. Oliver Platt passed. But Platt has had good projects. Listen, I was on iTunes, Apple Music Store, just, just chilling. And I saw a record came out. How did you find this? It said Dennis Quaid. I thought, you know how sometimes they, they musicians take a famous person's name and just make it their name because it's cool? I thought it was some guy comes to Dennis Quaid just for fun. I'm like, this can't be actual Dennis he's, Quaid. He's just a fan of our podcast. thought it would be hilarious. <laughs> so I, tur- I pushed play on the second album, and the voice is unmistakable. It's Dennis Quaid, the actor. And he did a Southern Gospel record produced oh. by the Gothards. Or the Gaithers. 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 Is it Righteous Gemstone? It's Righteous Gemstones, bro. Yeah. It is. Listen. I still haven't listened to it. You gotta listen to it. I'm gonna put it on the way home. It I'm like listening, I'm like, bro, bro, what 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 bro? Like I'm I'm hurting for my boy, dude. I'm hurting for him, dude. Uh, listen, if you listen to the podcast, you know he ain't your boy. <laughs> He's not my boy, I'm hurting for someone's boy. I'm like, Dennis Quaid, dude. I'm hurting for Meg Ryan's boy. Uh <laughs> oh Meg Ryan. Now he used to be. So that's strike fifteen against Dennis Quaid. So let's move on. <laughs> You support the show. How can you support the show? Give me the money, Lebowski. You go to patreon.com. Do we still have patrons? Yeah. Dang, we love you guys. Some people didn't leave us during the break. So unlike you, they didn't leave. <laughs> you Listen. Trying to forward your life. <laughs> While we were on break, Patreon changed their whole website. They changed how rewards are done. They changed all the, like, the different levels. We got to go through this month. So next month in October... Which is horror movie month. Dang it! No, next month's September. Oh, thank the Lord. Okay. <laughs> I, I already told you I'm ruining you this year. You're ruining my life in Seeking October. But in September, we're going to announce our new reward tiers. Because Patreon changed the whole thing. We had to redo it because Patreon changed their whole website. So we'll announce our new tiers. And if you're a supporter, you're going to get a gift in September as a thank you for supporting us in the long haul. We're going to go buy something specially made just for you guys. And uh, <laughs> hook you up. So, if you want to buy our merchandise, you can go to redrum.threadless.com. It's your t-shirt store. Or you can give a gift on PayPal if you want to give any money at all. Now, um, you listen to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, or Amazon Podcasts. Like the show, you leave a review. Follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com. When we talk about movies we're loving. Dude, Facebook's been actually kind of doing cool. We've been putting a lot of movies we watch on there. Listen. Um... Any fans of horror out there, watch Talk to Me. Incredible movie. Perfect for the winding down of the summer. I cannot recommend this movie enough. Ernesto, what's your summer recommendation? My movie of the summer. Matt's tough. My movie of the summer. Randomly is probably going to be... Turtles? TMNT Mutant It was Mayhem. incredible. It was a joy. Listen, if you like Master Splinter and you like Jackie Chan, you will love Master Splinter in this new movie. <laughs> <laughs> now, as we end, I want to throw a shout-out out. We love doing shout-out once in a while. Yes, we do. I'm doing a shout-out to my boy, Keith Evers, out of Chicago, Illinois, who, my boy, K-Bomb, <laughs> my boy, K-Bomb. Let me light the wick and send a stinking shout-out. Um, he has a store on eBay called Three and Three Quarters, because he sells, like, Star Wars figurines. Oh, I thought I was <laughs> Listen, I won't go there anyways. Um, <laughs> that was in the pool. The gag in the movie was kind of funny. Oh, the doctor was hilarious. Dude, anyways, anyways. So he got his whitey tighties on. Uh, eBay.com <laughs> slash STR slash three and three quarters. Now listen. He um our boy Keith is in the film industry. Oh, he's dealing with the strike crap. So he, so he has he's off work. Um, his, his union is off and he is out. He can't work. So he's eBay store. He's doing a big sale this week. What kind of stuff? Um, it's all toys. It's all Star Wars toys, Star Trek. Is it all from his personal collection? He collects like crazy and sells it. But he usually okay. doesn't. He it's does, usually a okay. side hustle usually. But now he's going, putting a lot of his gear on for sale because. Does he have posters and stuff? It's all, I don't know if he has posters. Oh. A lot of toys, dude. I mean, like, I mean, like rare, like, 
the box is a little different typeface on it. He's got all those crazy rare things. But again, it's three and three quarters. This is a good friend of ours who's out of work right now. Anything you buy from the eBay store would be a hookup. We'll put a link on our stinking Facebook page. We'll put a link on our stink. So Keep your head up, Keith. That said, next month we're releasing our new Patreon um, levels and rewards. Um, it's going to be back, everybody. I can't believe we've been gone so long. Listen, I can't believe I'm a, I'm a master. I can't believe that Ernesto came over here on Amistad. <laughs> well, listen, as always, I'm Ernesto. And I'm Antonio. And we'll see you next month at the Red Rum Theater. The, the Red Rum Theater. <laughs> it's been a minute. It's been a minute. Goodbye, everybody.